Welcome back to the Change Disruption Podcast, brought to you by Manager, the email management solution developed by Arab to solve your email headaches overnight. It's Joseph here from Manager, and today I'm joined by Bryce Batts, a career coach to discuss recruiting and construction, covering topics such as why we're seeing a skill shortage, how to make the industry more attractive to new talent, and what to look out for during the recruitment process. I'll save the introductions over to you, Bryce. Sure. Uh, my name is Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach and recruiter, job strategist for the AEC industry. I particularly help women break through the glass ceiling and, you know, not fall victim to the old boys network. But I've placed over 500 people, both men and women in the field and love what I do. Definitely sounds like you're the go-to person then to get your career instruction. I guess a great way of starting the episode is we can see clearly there's an issue with the skill shortage at the moment. From a recruitment aspect, what do you see the problems being? Oh, where to even begin? (laughs) Well, I feel like we definitely need more people in the AEC industry. The job market is super tight right now. And I see this nationwide from small to large clients. They're just having a really hard time attracting and retaining employees. And so I think it starts with, you know, gosh, when people are deciding what to go to school for, obviously we need more people in the industry because there is such a shortage, but also once companies have decided that they're wanting to attract talent, it needs to be an ongoing thing. You can't start and stop. You know, I think you've got to have a diverse culture. You've got to always be recruiting, using social media, LinkedIn, and have a structure in place to bring employees in, whether that's referrals, you know, social media, as I mentioned, having ads out there, or just constantly be networking. Yeah, I imagine it's quite difficult for people within the AC to compete with industries that seem trendy, if you know what I mean. So within, especially within the tech sector, seems to be like the go-to industry now. Do you have any advice for companies just to make them seem a little bit more attractive? Yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because I've just recently started seeing that where AEC companies are losing out to trendier, more shiny firms like Peloton and, you know, just big names like that, Netflix. So it's been interesting. But, you know, I think the U.S. workforce and abroad as well becomes increasingly racially, ethnically and gender diverse. And so construction companies have to get ahead of the curve and make sure that they're embracing diversity. You know, studies have shown that employees in a diverse environment are more engaged and happier than those who aren't. So I think making that, you know, a cornerstone of your business is really important. Yeah, I think that's definitely a key aspect. Diversity has kind of been spread out throughout a lot of companies. The next key aspect would be once we've got employees, how do we retain them? Because Mm -hmm. I imagine there's going to be a lot of people trying to poach them, other recruiters coming into the industry. But how do we keep those key players? Yeah, exactly. And now we're seeing um, employees who are giving their notice and then they're Companies are, you know, throwing big counter offers at them, trying to get them to stay, which typically never works because there's broken trust on either side. So some things you can do or, you know, as a manager, I think you really have to listen to your team. I think this is obviously a really stressful time for managers. They've got people coming back into the office. They've been dealing with COVID for two years, but really listening to your team and encouraging them, number one. Number two, embracing flexible work options. A lot of people have been home for a year or two, and now they're coming back to a hybrid situation. You know, I see a lot of people making moves because they want to be fully remote. 
And I don't see a ton of jobs out there that are fully remote, but it, it is happening. There, there are fewer and far between. I see more hybrid positions. And then you've got the vaccine mandate and employees or candidates are leaving because they don't want to be vaccinated. There are companies requiring it because they do federal contracts and the government's requiring it. So again, listening to your people, offering a clear career path, I would say is number three. Just training managers on how to engage and support teams that are distributed across the country because maybe they're not local anymore. And then um, making internal mobility, if there's a fourth, making internal mobility a priority, you know, so people can move forward within their company. Yeah, it definitely seems like a situation where just throwing money is not going to resolve the situation. I think a lot of people want to see that change is going to be ever evolving, that companies are learning and employees want as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, pay is definitely important. We all want to get paid for what we do. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> I see people leaving because they want more money, which, you know, makes sense. But those other things have to be in line as well. If you're leaving just for the money and the culture doesn't align and the company's values don't align with yours, it's not going to be a good match. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's that total balance, what a lot of people are looking for now. Definitely. The whole package. So. Yeah. No pressure on these on these companies. So what aspects should employees and employers look at during the recruitment process? Yeah, I think as an employee, we'll start there. I think yep. uh, first you've got to decide what your values are, what's important to you, and does the company offer that? And then I would say make a dream list of companies that you want to work for. It rarely helps to just apply online and you know you send your resume out into the abyss and you never hear back. So be very strategic. And then when you start interviewing, you know, ask what those challenges are going to be the first 90 days. Ask them where they see you after a year. Um, Is there a clear career path defined? And make sure, you know, you gel with people. You know, it's a place that you want to work. If you've done your research, you'll know that going into the interview. And then on the employer side, you know, I know everybody's swamped and they're hiring like crazy. Sometimes they make offers super fast after one virtual interview, which I just don't feel is enough time for the candidate to really get to know the management or the company culture. So I would say slow down the process a little bit if they are hiring super quickly, really get to know that person. I think if you meet with someone two or three times, you know, some things are going to come out that maybe wouldn't come out in the first interview. So you can really vet them, check references, look at their LinkedIn, their social media profiles, and get to know the person. And then also make sure what that person is wanting is aligned with what the company has to offer. I guess it's sort of like that aspect of when someone makes a good first impression, but do they make a good second or third impression as well? Exactly. (laughs) Some can have one good day and, and show up well for an interview or, you know, maybe they need a position. So they're just saying what needs to be said to get the offer. But long term, it's not going to be a fit. And you don't want to constantly have people leaving after a year of employment or two years of employment. It just creates more work for everybody. Yeah, it's time wasted and money wasted, definitely. So is there any key aspects you can see as well, what like new recruits and like employees should be aware of? Like any like red flags you should point out? Well, I would say tenure is, a you know, can be a red flag if you've got somebody who's moved around year after year. I know in construction projects end and sometimes you have to move on for sure. But can you get a good reference? 
Do you yeah. have letters of recommendation? If so, that can help with that. But if you can't provide a good reference, that's definitely a red flag and it does happen. Um, and if, you know, you've moved around every year and then if obviously everybody's lives are out there online, I would do some due diligence as a manager to see what's out there because sometimes things do come up and it's not great. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why people are posting these things online, but it's out there forever. Yeah, I think people just need to be a little bit more conscious of what they're doing and who's seeing it nowadays. I think one thing's for sure, we're all a little bit more exposed with social media. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned previously in our first meeting about the impacts of the great reshuffling on the industry. Would you like to elaborate a little bit more on that for our audience? Yeah, I feel like everybody's kind of heard this term by now, either the great resignation or the great reshuffle. You know, there's just a lot of movement. Uh, one in four people are looking for a new job or have started a new job. You know, it's just a crazy time with workers quitting their jobs at the highest rate in 20 years. So obviously there's, you know, a lot of, as I said, reshuffling happening and clients or companies have to make sure they're retaining their employees that they have, but attracting new employees that are going to be a good fit. Have you found there's any like key areas where people are more attracted to? So for example, major cities or they go in abroad for new work? Oh, that's really interesting. I've seen some people going abroad. When COVID first started, you know, we saw people moving out of major cities yeah. Now, so more or less, I see people moving because of pay, career path, flexible work schedule, and the vaccine mandate. I think that would be a great point to move on as well. How important is the total package when recruiting for new employees and retaining them? So the likes of retirements, healthcare packages? Yeah, that's really important, you know, especially in the U.S. Our benefits, I know you're in the U.K., aren't as good. Our health insurance costly. So that's definitely important. They want to know the cost breakdown, want to have a 401k match or some, some sort of ESOP is important. You know, I had a conversation with a candidate recently who was making a switch. He did end up accepting the position, but the company wasn't going to be matching his 401k for a year. So that gave him a huge pause as to whether he wanted to make the transition or not. We were able to work around it, but you know that's really important to people. And then I think just having those flexible work options, everybody has a life outside of work, whether you have kids, ailing parents, you know, whatever it may be, having some sort of flexibility. Yeah, I think nowadays it's more than just a job you're applying for, you're applying for like the whole aspect of how it integrates with your life. You mentioned before, like the cost of healthcare in America, and I was quite shocked. So I can definitely see <laughs> yeah. how it's a huge aspect for a lot of people when they're right. applying. Do you see there are any key things that people need to be aware of when getting different packages within the company? Yeah, I mean, I think just having everything in writing, knowing up front what the costs are going to be. Healthcare costs can always change, but hopefully it's not going to be super dramatic from one year to the next. Um, but, you know, if flexible work options were discussed, make sure that's in your offer letter or if they've said you're going to be remote for another year and then we'll be coming back. Um, just make sure that you've got everything in writing. You know, when's when when are you up for a review? You know, what does all of that look like? Yeah, I think it's just having that little bit of evidence and proof just to back you up when you have these conversations as well. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about how we're going to retain employees. What, how to attract them, but what should people do when if they're looking to get into the industry? If you're a graduate, where's the best place to start? 
Yeah, well, I feel like you could get snapped up really quick if you're a new grad right now. But I think if you're in school, you want to make sure you're taking, um, you're doing some internships, number one. Number two, if you know, if you're an engineer, go ahead and sit for your FE exam so you can have your EIT as you move into your first role. I see life get in the way all the time. People want to get these um, certifications and credentials and licensure, but then they get married or they have kids and it never happens. So the you young people do it now while you're used to studying, while life hasn't gotten too insanely crazy yet, because you just have less and less time as you move. Yeah, that's definitely made clear the older you get. You definitely have more time as a student than any other point in your life. Yeah, for sure. So I guess a great way to round up the episode is if you've got any final top tips for listeners. Yeah, I would just say, you know, we're spending so much time at work now, especially now that we are working from home, life bleeds into work and vice versa. You know, make sure it's somewhere that you want to be, make sure you're working with people you like and that you want to work with. You know, everything's important if you're looking for a new position, company culture, projects you're working on, career path, salary. So just, you know, take all of that into account. I would say if you're interviewing with multiple companies, you're probably going to get multiple offers right now. So put that in a, a spreadsheet so you can track everything and make comparisons. There's some great tools out there. And if anybody needs guidance, you know, I'm always available for a 30 minute call and I'm happy to help. That's perfect. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We've definitely seen with the pandemic, life's too short. So we might as well just make the most out of it and do what we actually enjoy. Yeah, for sure. So what I'll do is I'll add in a few links to help direct people towards you. Just give a little bit more advice. And it's been an absolute pleasure talking today, Bryce. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've enjoyed it.